12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. So we come out of the intro, and Edward is hanging a Bon Voyage grandfather sign. It's it's not even colorful. It's just like a a beige tarp with like painted black letters that say Bon Voyage grandfather. Is he going somewhere? And Kate's like, is your grandfather here yet? And Rick's like, not yet, because he's on the stairs and now they you know put a window in there we hear these tires squealing and it's like oh my that's right because he wasn't the best driver why is he even driving i know he probably wants a thrill he's probably like well i'm not dead inside if i can still uh, use my feet and use my hands i'm gonna drive a car a limousine almost ran down the gardener is he driving the limousine and I forget, they, they don't call him Grandpa, right? They call him Grandfather. Even Kate refers to him as Grandfather. Not your Grandfather, Rick, or your father, husband, or my father-in-law, but Grandfather. So Kate's like, wow, you know, I figure the way he's been complaining about this vacation, I'm surprised he's even going at all, or he's even coming here. And, you know, Edward reminds Kate, it's like, yeah, well, you know how he is about business, you know, when he went to buy that golf course. So, apparently, he's got to take this vacation because his doctor said so. So, he's already had a stroke or a heart attack or something now, and this is the aftermath, so we don't see him, like, stumble and fall or anything. So, I'm going to play this clip. Enthusiasm. Hawaii, it's great. The surfing is tubular. That's why I packed my second wetsuit. 
feet, you're mm -hmm. loosening up already. I'd rather stay here, stay tight. Well, you can get tight on your vacation. Come on, relax. Oh, we got you some great going away presents. Ah, uh, you shouldn't have wasted your money. Oh, we're just happy you're going away. <laughs> For a good time. You're right. What is, is oh, it's a Hawaiian shirt with fish. That's cool. That was a blanket. Oh, there's a store called Banana. Oh, oh, come on. That's a bit much. Get this off my head. Marvelous. <laughs> have a stroke. Am I standing on a carousel? No. Well, then I am in very deep trouble. Grab him! He's gonna fall! Of course, the 80s term tubular had to get that in there because it's 1985 still? Yeah. Yeah, it's still 1985. Uh, of course, they're like trying to get Grandpa psyched up. He's going to Hawaii. Of course, you know, the doctor, his doctor said, you got to rest. You got to just unwind, not worry about your business. Don't worry about that. You got to take care of you for your health. So you can live to see your only grandson's high school graduation <laughs> maybe if you're lucky you'll see his wedding day or his graduating from college of course when john houseman enters you know grandfather's chair we gotta get we gotta get an applause of course it's john houseman they throw the balloons they have the balloons and the balloons are just the colors are just gross together we got like orange and green and like uh a sky light lab uh, um periwinkle whatever the light light blue color red it just it makes me think like ew these are the gross je leftover jelly beans that taste like crap <laughs> no one likes green jelly beans orange ones sure but definitely not the black ones if you hate black licorice you're gonna hate the black jelly beans so they sit him down, they're like, oh, you're going to go surfing, you're going to have a great time. Here we got this, you this awesome orange Hawaiian shirt, you'll fit right in with everybody there. It's got fish on it. Edward, of course, is like, we can't wait to get you out of here. I mean, for you to go off and have a great time. And Edward puts this umbrella hat on his head. I'm like, take that off of him. That looks horrible. If I were John Houseman, they'd be like, I don't want this on my head for any long length of time. Two minutes, a minute tops, and this thing comes off me. He looks really tightened and wound up, and like he is just going to like. Ugh. So Edward's like, we're just happy you're going away, and of course his father looks at him like, excuse me, and of course Edward's like, ah, mm, for a good time, yeah. Hm. 
they're try they're still working out their relationship. They've went from not talking in season one and avoiding each other like the plague to you know, Grandpa throws an insult. Edward, of course, takes offense to it. Sometimes not as much of that as in Edward, you know, tosses a bone out there to see if his father will catch it. And sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. He just lets it fall to the floor. I love how Kate just pulls out this orange jet uh, button up, and it's got it looks like either fish or maybe maybe hibiscus flowers, or maybe fish and hibiscus flowers against this orange backdrop. At first, when I was going, like, looking, like, had started the, that couch is so comfy. I bet it's so, so comfy. And he's like, what is it? I thought that was, like, a weird blanket with, like, little attachment, like, buttons or something. Like, no, it's an actual shirt. And Rick's like, oh, grandfather, you look so, um, with it. <laughs> Dad, please help me out here. And, of course, grandfather's like i look like the flag of a banana republic and i'm like oh yeah like the the banana republic you know the store i've never been in one but i've heard of the name i'm sure their stuff is very expensive and very tasteful oh that's what it's for he's edward like gets this umbrella with it's like got a little um head attachment thing and he's like, here, for when you've had enough sun, here you go. He looks, Grandfather looks really pale. He looks washed out. He looks, he looks really wound up. Like, he does not look in the best condition. And granted, yes, he normally looks a lot, like, wound up. Like, he's ready, like, I don't want to be here and this and that. But uh, there's more to it. As they're pretty much shoving him out the door. Like, hey, the holy girls are the holy girls aren't gonna wait for you, grandfather. Catch your plane. And he, grandfather stops and he's like, Am I on a carousel? And immediately it's like Edward, Kate, and Rick are all like confused. It's probably because he's like the room probably is spinning or He's dizzy. I'm like, you gotta catch him because he is gonna fall. Luckily, they do grab him, and uh, now we're going to find out what the diagnosis is. He looks really disoriented. Like, am I standing on a carousel? Because he kind of stops and he kind of like uh, pivots, like looks around, like he's like almost like he's trying to get himself centered. And he says then I am in very deep trouble. Because when he says, am I standing on a carousel? Brooke's like, no. And he drops the gift and the other whatever he was holding, and Edward just grabs him by the arm. It's like, yeah, you need to catch him or he's going to drop right there amongst all those balloons. Oh, yeah, Edward really puts an arm, you know, Grant, his father's arm around his shoulder, and then Rick does the same thing on the other side. It's like, yeah, you need to get him. Looks like he's made it home from the hospital. He is in a wheelchair. He's got his pajamas on. He's got a robe on. Edward comes in with uh, his father's luggage. Looks like he might be staying there for a little bit of time. Of course, right away, Grandfather's like, Doctor, can you stop pushing me? I can do this myself. I 
don't like the looks of that wheelchair. I mean, maybe I'm just used to seeing wheelchairs that are all the rage now. They're, like, just got, like, like flashing, like, wheels and lights and stuff on them, and they can move themselves. Wait, that looks like that could move itself. It's got a little thingy on it. Like, a little, like, like, push, like, whatever that have something or other. And, of course, he's like, oh, I got this, I got this. And what does he do? He runs that wheelchair right into that beam. It's like, oh, I don't think you do got this. You know, it's a shame that they didn't have the um, the chair that goes up the stairs. I mean, where are they going to put him? Just on the couch for the duration? Welcome home, Grandfather. Welcome home, baby mullet. Doctor, will you stop pushing me? Do this myself. You wish you could. It's not a. Is that a? Yeah. It's supposed to be urine yellow. This is broth, not soup. You're supposed to eat it, not review it. Just suck it down. Why is it cold? Because you've been studying it for half an hour. He just... Father Kate spent all day making Edward, it's, it's all right. No, Kate, it's not all right. Edward, shut up. You are not supposed to upset me. <laughs> I love how he grins. <laughs> He does not need salt. He'll have a stroke. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Dynasty is going to be on later tonight. Dynasty? Isn't 
that the show with all those middle class shenanigans? Oh yeah. So, of course, you can't keep work away from Grandfather Stratton. Because he's like, I gotta call my broker. And Edward's like, now, Father, you just got out of the hospital due to high blood pressure. I'm not surprised that this guy's got high blood pressure just because of who he is and what he does and his age. And, of course, you know Grandfather is not going to listen to his son as he practically mows him down with his motorized wheelchair and causing Edward to leap onto the couch for fear of getting run over. So, Grandfather's doctor, who apparently is the son and grandson of other doctors that Grandfather has seen before him, and he's outlived both of... The, this doctor's father and grandfather. And this doctor here is like, hey, look, I really want you to avoid going into work for a week. Any form, I don't want you reading the paper. I don't want you looking at the stocks. I don't want you watching the news looking at stocks or any of that stuff. I honestly thought it was going to be something probably even more serious than high blood pressure, like a stroke or a heart attack or something like that. But, you know, high blood pressure, that's probably on a way to having a stroke. Or a heart attack? Or both? So, of course, Grandfather's like, Hooey! I'm not listening to you, Doctor. I outlived both your father and grandfather, and I will outlive you. Um, that guy looks like he's at least Edward's age, so around maybe 40 years old. So, I... And Grandfather's gotta be in his 80s. He's gotta be in his 80s. I don't foresee him outliving this Doctor. But Rick kind of jumps in there like, Grandfather, you have to do what he says. He's a doctor. You have to listen to him. So this doctor is like, okay, you know, I think I hear my beeper calling. I'm going to go. Fear of being run over. Of course, the doctor leaves some parting words. Be sure to get plenty of rest. And Grandfather says, I don't need any rest. And the doctor says, well, actually, I was talking to Edward and Rick because they are going to need it. So I'm looking at wheelchairs now. Some of the motorized ones cost anywhere, um... From $1,800 tilt and space. Some of these are just, I mean, they look like those hover-round chairs. Wow, this one's almost, this one's just over 4000 Heck, for that kind of money, better be making me breakfast along with it. What's, this one's like $6,000. It's wheelchair intelligent. What does it do? No, I don't want to buy it. Oh, it's got free shipping, but I don't need it. Let's see here. It says, what does it got? Easy to stow away. Double protection. Braking system stops immediately. Does not slip. Is safe and reliable and easy to use. Joystick is waterproof and corrosion resistant. Uh, durable. Uh, ergonomically designed for comfort. Operate this motorized wheelchair in a grass, gravel, or snow with a long-lasting battery life and shock absorber for ride comfort. Why don't they have the cool things on the wheels, like where they laid out? Maybe that's just for the kids. But, wow, $6,000? I don't don't know what I'm... Oh, this one. Um, They they range from anywhere to like $300, $400, $600, all the way up to like over $6,000. 
And you know that grandfather's got the money to get. This is probably the best top-of-the-line wheelchair you can get because it's motorized. So the doctor leaves, and now grandfather's, like, telling Rick and Edward, all right, put the phone bank there. You put some secretaries over there. It's like, no, no, no. You cannot work for a week, he just said. And we're not turning our house upside down just to fit in. Is anyone ever going to play that piano? Somebody? Anybody? Because right now, all it is is a paperweight. It's just for decorative purposes. Like, oh, we need to fill this space back here. Let's put a piano we'll never use. Maybe somebody does use it at some point. Oh my gosh, he's so frustratedly angry. He's like, let me go home. It's like, no, you can't. We have to watch you and take care of you. I love the physical bits with this motorized <laughs> uh, wheelchair. It's like he's trying to go forward. And, of course, you got Edward and Rick, like, grabbing onto the back of Grandfather's wheelchair. It's like, you know he can go forward, and you're just going to fall flat on your face, right? You can't stop him from moving that wheelchair. Edward's like, you know what? If you go home, you're going to be right back in the hospital in no time. And Grandfather's like, ah! And Rick's like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> I love how he's mimicking. It's like, you saw, he, this is how ridiculous you sound, Grandfather. The grandfather's still got some fight. He's got, he's, he's, he's got spirit. He's got, he's got gumption. He, no one's going to keep him down. So, of course, Kate comes out with some chicken soup. And Grandfather's like, what is this? I'm not sick. I just have high blood pressure. It's the thought that counts. She's your daughter-in-law. He treats her like she's still a secretary. And he's like, chicken soup is for sick people. And of course, Kate just kind of goes with it. He's like, no, nah, it's also for grouchy people too. Big old drump grumps. Here you go. And he's like, really starts picking at it as far as like, where's the chicken? This is broth. This isn't chicken soup. And it's cold. So he's really needling her to the point it's like Edward finally has to step in and say, you know, that is my wife. You treat her with respect. She went out of her way to make a nice chicken soup for you. She didn't have to cook for you, you know. She didn't have to. But she wanted to because she cares about you. Because you are her father-in-law. Right now, you're the closest thing to a father that she has. Even though her father, her parents are in Columbus, Ohio. But still. I love it. It's like Kate, Kate goes toe-to-toe with him until Edward like has to step in and say, uh-huh, excuse me, you're talking to my wife and you're in my home. Yeah, first off, he starts like talking about the color of the soup, how it's supposed to be urine yellow. I mean, it's supposed to be yellow. <laughs> Not beige. Well, maybe it's, maybe she, well, she cooked it herself, so... She's got, uh, apparently she has amazing lasagna. She's a good cook, which it seems like, it seems like 80s shows kind of like sometimes the women just, they made fun. Like, oh, the women are supposed to be good cooks, but they're not. Like Maggie Seaver on Growing Pains. Like um, Jill Taylor on Home Improvement. Like, oh, no, honey, you don't need to cook for me. We'll just go out and eat. Or even, you know, Becky from Full House. The times that she attempted cooking and stuff, it just was not great. And he's like, where's the chicken? This is broth, not soup. And Rick is like, Grandfather, you're supposed to eat it, not review it. So Grandfather takes a sip of it. 
And it's like, why is it cold? And Edward's like, because you've been studying it for half an hour. She just put it in front of him, like, no more than five minutes ago. Don't give me this half hour stuff. And apparently he wants salt in his soup because maybe that'll give it flavor. And and even Kate's like, you have high blood pressure. The last thing you need is salt. And don't get me wrong, guys. I love salt, but I do have it in in moderation because, you know, I'm 37 and I don't want to have a heart attack at 37 or high blood pressure, which I don't have. My blood pressure is pretty good. Last time I had a physical. And that's exactly where we need it to be. Like, sweet. And <laughs> Edward's like, look, Kate spent all day making this soup. I don't think she did. And Kate finally jumps in like, Edward, please just don't make a bigger deal out of this than your dad is already making this. He's like, honey, it's all right. He's like, no, Kate, it's not all right. It's like, Edward, are you just looking for a fight? Or is he just looking to jump? Like... He, he, they can't even have a conversation. Everything that his father says, Edward takes out of context. Granted, he's being a jerk about the soup. I get it. And it's like, that's my wife. You're hating on her soup that she didn't have to cook for you, but she did it anyway because she's a nice person. It's almost like Edward's like, Kate, look, this is between me and my father here, okay? And of course, grandfather looks at his son and says, you watch your tone, Edward. It's like, I am still your father until the day they put me in the ground. Even then, I will still be your father. I will still be watching over you and shaking my finger in disappointment from the, from the heavens. Oh my goodness gracious, with the Cheshire grin. It's like, watch your tone, Edward. You're not supposed to upset me. And he turns and he grins like the Cheshire cat. Like, ha, 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 ha. you can't say anything. <laughs> Edward's like, okay, grandfather, I'll get you some salt. And Edward takes the dish and he goes to leave. And the next line out of grandfather's mouth is, that's woman's work. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. I was thinking that Kate was, like, going to dump that soup right in his lap. Like, here's your soup. Have fun cleaning yourself up. Because I'd like to see you do that in a wheelchair. Yeah, he says, let Kate get it. And the look on Kate's face is like, excuse me? Like, this is not the 1950s, and I'm not June Cleaver, and I'm not your slave either, so, no. So she, I love how she just takes it in stride. She goes and puts the bowl of soup back on his tray, says, oh, I don't think anybody should be getting you salt. It's bad for your blood pressure. And you know, you just know she wants to, like, dump that soup on his head. I mean, it is cold soup, so she could dump it on his head and wouldn't affect him, or his lap or something. And Edward's like, good thinking, yeah. Just have him have that cold soup and go with this cold attitude. And Edward's like, well, I'm going to go help the woman in the kitchen. (laughs) Bye-bye. Of course, grandfather always has to have the, he's always got to have the last word for the son as he says, how contemporary. And Edward just turns around like, oh, old man, I am going to clock you one. And Kate just grabs his arm like, honey, let's just go to the kitchen and decompress, please. Thank you. He's not worth it. So, 
apparently he's just not going to eat that soup. So Rick takes it away from him and it's like, all right, grandfather, what do you want to do? The Stratton Resort is filled with activities. And <laughs> at first I thought he meant that this, you know, they have so many things, a flour mill, a toy factory, this and that. I thought he was actually talking about an actual, like, they have a resort that they can go to, the Stratton Resort, that you can, like, play, like, shuffleboard and um, backgammon and cards and stuff like But no, he's actually ta- referring to their house as the Stratton Resort. And Grandfather's like, okay, for example, what do you have? And Rick's like, well, we have uh, computer games and uh, chess and, uh, yeah, because your grandfather wants to try to get that motorized... Uh, cart up the stairs to go to your room to play computer games. Unless you can just bring your giant contraption of a computer downstairs and set up shop in the library. Maybe he can. I don't know. I don't know how much that computer weighs. Granted, that computer must be downstairs because I didn't see it upstairs anymore. They don't have it upstairs anymore. They have a stereo and they, he's got a fish tank in his room. That's about it. And a table. That's about it. And a phone. Oh, and he also has a um, a, a weight pre- press bench or whatever you want to call those things. Weight, like, workout bench things. Bench press. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they also have TV, just like every other American in 1985 had a TV. Of course, he wants to turn on the Wall Street Report. Like, no, you can't do that. He just said no work, no stock markets, no Wall Street on television. None of it. You can watch Dynasty. Isn't that the one that had, like, the cat fight between Joan Rivers and some other lady? And that was, like, one of the most memorable things of that show? Was them fighting in a pool or something like that? Or a fountain? I can't remember. He refers to Dynasty as, isn't that the show with all those middle class shenanigans? Oh, who's at the door? Maybe it's Alfonso. He can entertain Grandfather. Good luck. Oh, I noticed on the piano they don't just have fake flowers there. Or real flowers, probably. They have some pictures there. Oh, that's cute. I'll get it. No, Grandfather, let me get the door. No, it'll give me something to do. Hey, Richard, Richard, help. Richard, Richard. (laughs) Okay, under control. (laughs) No, it's a Fonzo. Hi, Rick, what's going on? I was just taking my grandfather for a spin. Okay, no, no, no. And you 
like to trade in these cards? Are you kidding? Look at this. Here it is. A Mini Minoso rookie card. Ooh. Mini Minoso? I didn't know they had women players. <laughs> You're not much of a baseball fan, are you? No, but I did get to fire George Steinbrenner once. So, Grandfather wants to get the door, says it'll give me something to do. Granted, they have the door opener right there on that table. And Grandfather goes, but of course, he's got his wheelchair doing wheelies by accident. And Rick goes up to try to help get the chair under control. And of course, he falls. It's like, that is a great way to get your leg broken if your grandfather's wheelchair were to run over it. So, it's Alfonso. I'm like, okay, I remember this episode's got to be about the baseball baseball trading. So, Alfonso brings in a couple cards. And Rick's like, these could be worth a lot of money, just the value. And, of course, we see Grandfather looking at a mag... Well, one magazine is covering what he's actually reading. The first card he's, uh, Alfonso says that he traded is a 1949, is it Dom or Don DiMaggio? I know, Joe, isn't there a Joe DiMaggio? Mr. Coffee's brother. Okay, I don't get it. So we got Grandfather in his wheelchair. He's looking at a magazine that says Home Decor, but he's got another magazine underneath that, which he's actually reading. 1955 Whitey Ford is the next card that Alfonso gives. Brooks like, you know, this card here is worth a lot. And Alfonso like, yeah, I got it only for $2. And we cut to Grandfather, who's reading Home Decor, America's Favorite Home Magazine. On the back it says Wade's Wintergreen. Which I thought Jeremy said, like, um, when we were watching Different Strokes together, he'd see, like, one of the characters holding a magazine, and he mentioned, like, Wade's Wintergreen or something on the back. Oh, it would always be on the back cover. Of course, we see Grandfather getting curious the whole idea of trading. Like, hmm, he's, he's got to do some form of trading. And he figures baseball cards got to be the way to go and will sound like the least stressful thing. Oh, he's reading Tycoon Magazine that also has Wade's Wintergreen on the back of it. Because it's not a real magazine. So, he's like, so, is this some form of trading here? And Alfonso's like, yes, actually, we try to collect the cards that are the hardest to find. And I remember um, an episode of The Wonder Years that dealt with Paul and Kevin's friendship breaking up over them trading baseball cards which I'll get to that in just a moment so you can tell he's really interested when he asks what established what established is that I cannot talk establishes the value of the card age and condition of the card definitely is going to be a thing if it's a card that someone kept at the bottom of their sock drawer that's been creased and like kind of ripped at the bottom, you're not going to get as much. If you put it in one of those, what, protective sleeves or something, or a little plastic case that they have, and keep it in really sweet, sweet condition, you're, I mean, I was just talking about wanting to get rid of my, um, Walking Dead Funko Pops, because I haven't watched the, I dipped out of The Walking Dead, and I'm just like, 
I mean, I know you can put them on, like, eBay and stuff like that. And I just kind of looked at eBay, and it's just, no, they don't seem to be going for a lot. So I just like, hey, maybe there's some place, like, in the mall that can take them. And just to see what I can get for them. Clearly, I mean, I probably might not get what I paid for them. It was, like, 10 bucks a pop and stuff like that. But I got, like, at least over 20 of them. And it's just like, eh, with, you know, eventually moving and stuff, I ain't going to have to start getting you know, deciding what ones are going to go, and right now those are in a tote, so, but anyway, there's some of the other, um, things to look for when it comes to trading, what determines the value of the card. Whether or not the player got into the Hall of Fame, how many cards are available, and of course, um, grandfather likens this to that of soybeans, where, like, if there's a shortage or something like that, it can, like, uh, you can double the value or something. And of course, Alphonse like, gee, I don't know. I don't collect soybeans. Like, come on, Rick. Um, This conversation is between us. Now that your grandfather's involved, it's like, eh. My dad talked about soybeans a lot because, you know, he was a farmer and everything like that. But he was just, he was so into farming. And it's just, I, I never got into it. And Alfonso's like, look, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. So, uh, does he talk about beans a lot? Like, he, and of course, Rick's like, no, I mean, sometimes he talks about pork bellies. I'm like, this just makes me want an Arby's pork belly sandwich. When are they bringing that back? I want the pork belly sandwich. I love you. Oh, I love the pork belly sandwich so much. <sighs> okay, moving on. So Rick comes back, sees his grandfather's holding on to the cards, and his uh, grandfather's asking, is there like a commission on trading the cards and stuff like that because he's really looking into monetary value and he says rick's like no it's just a bunch of collectors so basically grandfather's like okay so it's an open market with no government interference no big brother's not going to be watching you they're not interested in you trading baseball cards for money he is just he needs something to like focus on trading wise and money wise and he figures this has got to be like the safest thing to do and the way he's holding those cards like they're precious rubies or gems that he just can't wait to take in and get evaluated. Grandfather's like, so you like to uh, trade these kinds of, you know, the baseball cards and all that good, all that stuff? And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, definitely. Look at this, a mini Minosa. And of course, Grandfather doesn't know much about baseball other than, you know, it includes a glove, a ball, and a bat. Um, but he's like, oh, they let women play in the baseball? It's like, clearly he's never seen a league of her own because the movie didn't come out till like, the early 90s. It's 1985. Minnie Minoso, I didn't know they had women players. He must be thinking, like, Minnie as in Minnie Mouse. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, I didn't know they had women players. Well, you've never seen a league of our own. Which is inspired by a true story. And Rick... It's like, well, I guess you're not much of a baseball fan, are you? And Grandfather's like, well, no, but I did get to fire George Steinbrenner once. Which, of course, doesn't George Costanza on Seinfeld, didn't he work for Steinbrenner? I swear he did. So I'm going to play a quick little clip here from Season 3, Episode 6 of The Wonder Years, entitled Odd Man Out. When Kevin and Paul have a disagreement, they decide to find new friends. Kevin starts hanging around Doug Porter while Paul befriends Brady Ryland. So um, I'm going to play the little clip where um, it gets really heated really fast because 
Kevin and Paul are always all about the trading of the baseball cards. So. Marrow shell and the tea aunt for your McCovey and McCovey's off the table. Oh, come on, Paul, be reasonable. I am being reasonable. McCovey is off the table. Unless you're willing to think about your Williams. Oh, you can't be serious. Willie McCovey for Ted Williams? That's an insult. The McCovey trade. A common impasse. We've been through this a hundred times before. All right. I'll tell you what. You got the Marichelle, the Tiant, and I'll throw in a Don Schwartz. Don Schwartz? You've been trying to pawn that Schwartz off on me for years. When are you going to give up on the Don Schwartz already? What's it going to take, Paul? McCovey is off the table. Paul, just bend a little on this one, huh? How about you bend a little? <sighs> All right, so this scene real quick is going to be... Kevin has ditched Paul. He's now hanging out with Doug Porter, who's like a big marshmallow. He's a softie who really doesn't get the concept of trading baseball cards because he'll just happily take whatever Kevin places in front of him. Kevin's like, no, 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 that's not how it goes. You actually have to haggle and bargain a little bit. I was having fun. <laughs> okay, who do you want for your McCovey? I don't know him. <laughs> Yep, I was hanging out in the heart of Fun Central. How about this one? Doug, that's a Don Schwartz. Great! No, no, this is a terrible trade. Sorry. There was just one problem. With Paul, everything had been a struggle. With Doug, I pushed and he fell over. What if I throw in Willie Mays to sweeten it up a little? No, Doug, you're missing the point. You have to bargain a little bit. All right, okay, I'll throw in Mays and Johnny Bench. It was like trying to give spine to Jello. Okay, let's forget about trading for right now. What do you want? So this next clip real quick is going to be from Full House. It's from season six entitled, Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur, where Stephanie is cleaning out Joey's car. She finds a bunch of baseball cards. One is a Nolan Ryan rookie card. And, um, she's showing it to DJ, and Steve is the one that brings up, like, his cousin or someone collects the cards. Like, oh yeah, I'll take this. And so at this point, they don't know that this card could be worth a lot of money. But then again, it's been in Joey's trunk of his car, or in his car, for eons. So how much could it really be worth? Hey, Steve, do you collect baseball cards? Nah, just the gum. <laughs> <laughs> well, check it out these cards are from 1968 my little brother might like them look at these guys Wilbur Wood bad hair Nolan Ryan bad hair Don Zimmer no hair <laughs> hey this Jim Palmer guy's pretty cute cute I'll take that <laughs> well Bye. gotta go cheers <laughs> Jim Palmer, the guy from the underwear ads. Wow, he looks good even with his pants on. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow, look at that, born in New York City. You know, these old cards, they can be really, really valuable. My brother, he's a collector, and um, 
Well, he held on to his Nolan Ryan 1968 rookie card. It's now worth over $2,000. <laughs> $2,000? Rich boyfriend. You still don't. It's my money. Dream on. You so gave I'm that clean out to the You just handed it and I was like, Girls, could someone calmly explain to me what's going on here? Okay, sure. All right. See, I was sitting out to his car and I Okay, thank you. Was Steve there? No. I called the Pizza Shack, the Waffle Hut, the Burger Corral, and the Falafel House, and they all said the same thing. He just left. Oh, it's obvious what happened. Steve finds out the Nolan Ryan card is worth big bucks. Now he's got two grand in his pocket. So he carbo loads, flies to Fort Lauderdale, and becomes a judge in the Sun and Buns bikini contest. <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. Hey, that's what Grandpa did when he won the lotto. Hi. <laughs> you decide who the card belongs to? It's the still mine because Joey told me that I'm going to have both, and I'm going to it. Does Joey know about this? Know about what? Joey, remember all that junk from your car? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, there was a Nolan Ryan baseball card in there worth $2,000. A two with three zeros. Oh, we're out of juice. Hey, everybody. Where have you been? Hey, Steph, did you know that one of those baseball cards you gave me is worth money? <laughs> really? Fork it over. Well, it's too late. I already sold it to my brother's friend for a pretty nice chunk of change. Yes! And Steph, since you gave me the card, the money goes to you. Yes! Steve, did you know that Joey gave her that card? Oh, really? Then I guess uh, the right thing to do is uh, give the money to Joey. No! <laughs> Yes. And, uh, Steve, since you did the right thing, I'm going to do the right thing, and I'm going to split the money with all you guys. <laughs> yes! My new bike. Prom in a limo. You know, I've never been to Dollywood. <laughs> How are you guys going to do all that on 30 bucks? <laughs> what are you saying? Is that a three with one zero? <laughs> hey, Donald Trump. That card was worth 2,000 bucks. What? That little twerp ripped me off? Well, don't worry, okay? Because I'm going to get the card back for us. Well, Steve, what if he doesn't want to give it back? He's nine years old. I'm captain of the wrestling team. We'll work it out. Oh, of course you are. So that uh, ran a little long, but it's just like, oh, people in the baseball trading cards is, woo. Okay, so now we're in the kitchen. We have Kate and Edward. This kitchen is gorgeous it's so beautiful compared to that disgusting whatever it was before but they're working on making dinner soup lunch something or other because they got either lettuce or something she's grating cheese what are they making like homemade soup Emma Stratton Mama Stratton's uh Homemade soup or something? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's uh, Great Grandma Summer's recipe. I don't know. <laughs> and Kate's like, look, I like your father. I mean, yeah, well, he's your father-in-law now, Kate. Um, <laughs> but she's like, what kind of guest gives their host a 10-page schedule? 
Oh, one that's in a wheelchair and can't get around, basically. Be lucky you don't have to uh, help him in the bathroom. I think that's going to be Edward or Rick's department. Woo. I mean, he didn't break his legs, so never mind. I think he can do the bathroom just fine by himself. Edward's like, wow, it's that bad. And she picks up the schedule. She says at 6.30 a.m., I'm supposed to pick up his shoes from outside his room and have them polished. I'm like, why? He's not going anywhere. I ain't bo- She's probably gonna get to work. She works with Edward at Eddie Toys. They don't got time for that stuff. You're gonna be wearing- You're wearing slippers currently. Just wear the slippers. Of course, Edward makes a joke like, why? Why can't you do it? Are we out of polish? And she's like, are you are you serious? He's like, look, I'm joking. Well, at least you're finding humor in it in some sense. I've never seen cabinets that have curtains behind them. Where th- the these cabinets would have like little like window panes for glass to go in, there's just... Like, little curtains on the inside. I've never... I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Was it just a choice for the um, the set department? Or is this a thing that people actually did? Like, oh, I don't want you to look at my clean dishes. I don't want to see you to see my cracked plates. Or my chipped coffee cups. And she's like, yeah. And then after I do all that I the, with the shoes, then he wants a bath to on. After the bath, then he wants his suit pressed. And of course, Edward's like, wow, I'm surprised he didn't ask you to iron his money. I don't know. That's a thing. So Kate hands Edward the schedule and says, look at page seven. But does it have something that Edward's got to do? Oh, she's like, kidding, kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna play this clip. This is just, I love them just working in the kitchen together and being husband and wife. Look, I like your father, but what kind of a guest gives his host a 10 page schedule? That bad, huh? At 6 30 a.m., he wants his shoes picked up outside his room and polished. Well, I'm not going to do it. Why? Are we out of polish? <laughs> kidding. And then, after his bath is drawn, he wants to have a suit pressed. Lucky he didn't ask you to iron his money. <laughs> Look at page seven. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Well, may I make a suggestion? We treat this with the same patience and tolerance as when your mother visited last month. Ooh. Are you comparing your father to my mother? <laughs> That's like comparing apples and hand grenades. <laughs> My mother doesn't go around making lists. Your mother doesn't go around making anything. Just sits there. She sits there because she likes to stay out of the way. Unlike a certain Mussolini on wheels. <laughs> you calling my father a dictator? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't dare. He might have me shot. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? We're having a little disagreement. No, we're not. We're having a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who uh, wants to know everything there is about baseball cards? Not my father. That is all he wants to talk about. Well, that's great. Encourage him, Rick. Keep him busy. It might be good for him. And for us. Richard! Oh, Richard! I told him the average baseball player's salary was $335,000 a year. He wants me to go out and buy him a baseball mitt. <laughs> How about that, huh? My father interested in baseball cards. Maybe he's finally mellowing after all. 
And maybe President Reagan is getting a gray hair. So he tells Kate, like, let's just treat this with patience and tolerance like we did when your mother visited last month. Apparently this happened off screen. We didn't see it. And, of course, Edward and Kate kind of get into a bickering, if you want to call it a fight. And she's like, I can't believe you're comparing my mother to your father. He's like, that's like comparing apples to hand grenades. And she's like, my mother doesn't go around making lists. And Edward's like, well, my, (laughs) yeah, well. He's like, your mother doesn't go around making anything. And Kate's like, well, she... He's like, she just sits there, and she's like, well, she stays out of the way. What did you expect her to do, Edward, since she's a guest in your home, make you guys dinner? It's just funny how as much crap as he talks about his dad and how they have a garbage relationship, he sure is defending him to Kate. Just saying, like, oh, your mom's the worst. My dad's the best. But it's like, it's like, say, somebody's, like, dissing your hometown, even though it's like you talk a bunch of crap about it. Like, oh, my old hometown and this and that, and I hated it. But someone else says something about it, and you're all on them like fleas on a dog. Like, how dare you? How dare you? It's like, you're allowed to talk as much hoopla about your town as much as you want but someone else comes in and starts making digs at it you're like i'm gonna jump your i'm gonna i'm gonna you're gonna get a beat down <laughs> oh she I like how she refers to ed uh grandfather as mussolini on wheels he's like are you calling my father a dictator i'm like edward he's not you don't think he's a dictator but then again like i said it's like He can talk about his dad, how much he doesn't like him, and this and that, that they don't get along. But Kate comes in and says something, and all of a sudden he's like, Hey, girl, you you better best back up there. You don't be talking bad about my dad. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, I wouldn't dare. He'd probably have me shot. Matt comes in to see, you know, what the rents are doing, and he's like, Hey, guess what? You'll never believe. Grandfather's interested in baseball cards. And... Edward's like, yeah, Rick, that sounds great. I mean, it gives him something to do and keep his mind on something that isn't work in stock markets. Oh, of course, yeah. Edward's like, oh, don't worry, Rick. Kate and I were just having a disagreement. And Kate right up calls it what it is. It's a fight. Are you sure it's not an argument? Usually, I mean, I think arguments are like just a step below what a fight. When I think fight, I think... I, when I refer to fight, I think fights is something that escalates from an argument to a fighting with physical, like, hits and pushes. And you can even boil this down to a disagreement. So basically, it'd be disagreement, argument, fight. At least that's how I look at it. <laughs> I love how they both cock their heads to the side and turn to Rick and just have these smiles plastered on their faces. <laughs> Oh, I love how Kate's lipstick matches her burgundy-colored shirt. And Rick's like, oh, you guys. I Oh, they are really coordinating. Rick's got, like, a Everest green shirt, uh, sweater with, like, olive green pants. And Edward's like, wow, not my father. Seriously? And Rick's like, yeah, I mean, it's all he wants to talk about. 
course, we hear grandfather bellowing from the living room, Richard, oh, Richard. So the average baseball salary for a player is $350,000 a year. Now, that's 1985. I'm kind of curious what it would be now in 2020. We got some players here. Adam Ottavino, $9 million. Luis Servino, $10 million. Brett Gardner, $10 million. Aaron Hicks, $10.5 million. DJ LaMaya... Twelve million. We got Zach Britton at thirteen million. Our roll our Chapman sixteen mil. J A H A J A Hap seventeen million. Masahiro Tanaka twenty three million. Gian Carlos Stetton twenty six mil. Garrett Cole at number one with thirty six million dollars. Nine-year deal is a record setter. <coughs> Excuse me. For a pitcher and the highest annual average salary with a full no-trade clause and the ability to opt out after the 2024 season, which is four years from now. So it looks like the salary in 1967 was 6000 or 19000 We got 1970 at 12000 to 29000 75 16 to 44000 80 30000 to 140 3,000. 1985,60,000 to $371,000, which was right around the ballpark. 1990, 100,000 to 597,000. 95 is 1,000 to 1,895,630. What is this pop-up? I don't care. Go away. I don't care about the Los Angeles Times. 2010, 400,000 to 3 million and 14. And then 572. 2015, 507,500 to 3,952,252. Wow, that is just, whoa. <laughs> oh, grandfather is so jazzed about the fact that a, a, a player gets annually $350,000 a year that he wants Rick to go out and buy him a baseball mitt. Edward just can't fathom, like, wow, I can't believe it, Kate. My father interested in baseball cards. I mean, he was never interested in that kind of stuff when I was growing up. Well, maybe because he's older, he's got a different lease on life, and we got a, a you know young teenager here who's trying to make his grandfather see all the cool and interesting ways of being, you know, all what basically what's in and what's not in. And he's like, hey, maybe he's finally mellowing after all. It's just weird after th- over three seasons of Edward just hating on his father, and not talking to him, and just. Just fighting and disagreeing and all that to all of a sudden. I think he's just doing it to kind of get in a, a dig at Kate. Like, <laughs> my dad's awesome. Of course, I forgot that this is 85, so Reagan was president at the time. She's like, maybe President Reagan is getting gray hair. I honestly wonder what she would say if Donald Trump were, if, if Kate in 2020, what she'd have to say about Donald Trump. Or, or even in 2016 when Donald Trump became president in 2017. Just like, wow. What would she have to say? So Rick comes in. He, like, grabbed a little, like, 
school lunch carton of milk, comes out and asks Grandfather, you know, how's it going? Because Grandfather's holding those baseball cards like they're playing cards. And Grandfather tells him, like, I can't believe I just never knew about this whole baseball trading system you got going on. Like, he just sees this as a way to make money. Like, clearly he can't be looking at stocks and Wall Street and all that stuff. But he can get his greed and money fix through the selling and trading of baseball cards. He basically tells Rick, I just found a way to clean up in the baseball card market. Like, oh boy. Rick, I think, uh, I really think you shouldn't have uh, introduced him. But then again, it was just him and Alfonso talking. He didn't expect Grandfather to be like, get an ear in. Like, as soon as money and baseball cards were dropped into the mix in the conversation, his ears were burning with like, ooh, what's this? Money? Baseball cards? I like this. I want to know more. Richard, there is a time in the life of every man who's lucky and wise when he suddenly sees a chance for more success than he has ever dreamed of before. I have just found a way to clean up in the baseball card market. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad. Even Richard, okay, calm down, Grandfather, calm down. And Grandfather's just so excited, he's just laughing, like, this is the greatest thing ever. And Rick's just arms folded, like, oh, he is not happy. He's like, okay, this just took a turn in a direction that uh, we didn't, I didn't foresee this. Because you know he's not supposed to be doing any trading, any dealing, any Wall Street, any stock market, none of it, none of it, none of it. And now that Grandfather's got his... Mouth on this this delicious baseball card bone. He's not going to give it up for anything. I don't know how you're going to get him out of this. And I just remember remember how I talked about like going into like eh, this week we're going to do the or next week we're going to do the great baseball cards game. Like oh it looks like it's going to be. I'm liking this. I I I, I just kind of was like I don't know. It just sounds lame, but it's like. I'm liking it. it. It's it's taken me by surprise. And I still got 13 minutes left on this episode. So, yeah. I honestly am getting kind of tired of these bumpers. Like, Silver Spoons will return after these messages. Now, back to Silver Spoons. It's just, like, stop. They, and we got a picture of what the house is supposed to look like. But this isn't the house. My dear young woman, there are those who hold and those who put others on hold. I am of the latter persuasion. So get him right away. What is he eating? Oh, the baseball card dog? You didn't choke on that, sir. Right. Well, I got him. I went to every baseball card dealer in New York City. And oh, look. Oh. They're gently, gently. Look, the sun shining on their pristine edges. What sun? Beautiful. Do you have a skylight? You think Tommy Lasorda's beautiful? <laughs> no, no, I do have money. How many Lasorda cars did you buy? Well, all I could get was 47. Why do you only get 47? Because that's all there were, Grandfather. Uh -huh. 
that's all there were. And we've got them all. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, stop. Why do you keep laughing like that? It's scary. That, my boy, is the laugh of a man who has known the joys of power. And you, Richard, Lord willing, will laugh like that one day. Mm -hmm. Let's hope it doesn't hit when I'm at school, though. <laughs> well, yes, he's here. Peter Uberoth? Who? It's Peter Uberoth, the Who's commissioner that? of baseball. Oh. Uberoth? Listen, about this uh, rumor about Tommy Lasorda, about his being a shoe-in for the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's laughing hysterically. <laughs> so then you'll deny it to the press, huh? All right. Thank you, Uberoff. That'll be all. Grandfather, the only Hall of Fame Tommy Lasorda is a shoe-in for is, is for the Pasta Hall of Fame. Mm. He's only played a few seasons. Then who do you think started this rumor? I haven't heard any rumor. Until now. So that when Uberoff denies it, Newspapers won't believe him. Certainly my newspapers won't. I don't get this. Because you're not thinking. So now, let us investigate. Mother Nature has leapfrogged your father and endowed you with my genius for finance. Now then, what effect will this rumor have on the price of baseball cards? Well, I suppose if people think he's going into the Hall of Fame, it's gonna they'll be... want to buy his baseball card. Oh, yeah. And that's Continue. why he bought them out. But they can't buy the cards. Exactly, yeah. Because I bought them all. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Go on. So people will be desperate to buy them. Yes. Bloodline is beginning to assert itself. Go on. And since we own all the cards... You can charge yes. a lot more for them. We can set whatever price we want to. Yep. <laughs> kind of funny watching grandfather try to chew like baseball card gums like he finally takes it out of mouth, this mouth like his mouth like ugh this is gross and stupid waste of time rick comes in he's got a little paper sack that holds a bunch of tommy lasorda baseball cards 47 to be exact so rick's been all over new york going to every place he can and getting every single tommy lasorda card that's out there and when he goes to like take them out he throws them on that little table and his grandfather's like gently gently it's like dude you're handling what could be hot merchandise every baseball card dealer in new york city he went to and grandfather picks up a card and he just marvels at the sunlight shining on the edges of because it's got to be like a glossy film on it right to make it all look all nice and everything he's like wow this is beautiful and rick's like he takes the card he's like you think tommy lasorda is beautiful and I'm, and I'm like what sunlight through that window there probably i was gonna say i doubt they have a skylight in their living room i mean she did some things but i doubt she installed a skylight in their living room he i can only get 47 and of course grandfather's like why did you only get 47 and rick explains like well that's all i could get that's all the stores like combined all they had he's so excited grandfather is like that's all they had 
and we have them all. It's like people in a new system, game system comes out, they get two of them so they can keep one for themselves and sell the other one on eBay because they know that stores are going to sell out right away and people want to make money. And he's just, he's got this weird laugh where his bottom lip practically is like on the floor and it's just like, even Rick is like, why are you laughing like that? He's like kind of creeped out by it, like, this just sounds sinister. So he explains to Rick that that is the laugh of the man who knows the joys of power. And the idea that they have every tiny Lasorda card in New York City is power. Mind you, guys, this is 85 eBay didn't exist yet. And it's not like you could just go onto some sporting card website and get a Tommy Lasorda card off the internet and ship to you. There was no Amazon either, so this was it. And you probably, I mean, you'd have to drive to another state to be able to find a Tommy Lasorda card or even another city other than New York. And New York's pretty, you know, big. And he says, you, Richard, God willing, will laugh like that one day. Oh, the phone rings. It's Peter Ubroff. And Rick is like, yeah, he's here. And he covers the mouthpiece like, Peter Ubroff is calling you. Commissioner of baseball, Ubroff. Okay. Basically, he created a rumor about Tommy Lasorda being a shoo-in for the Hall of Fame. So basically, it's just a rumor. Apparently, the commissioner of baseball is laughing hysterically. Like, this is the biggest joke in the world. So he will deny it to the press. So basically, that's what he wants. Is this to go to the papers? And then that way, people are like, oh, yeah, right, he's not a shoo-in. But they'll, like, go up and try to buy the cards anyway. Remember when they, they stopped making Twinkies for a short amount of time and people like were buying up what they could before they sold out and tried to sell them on eBay for a good chunk of change? I mean, granted, the Twinkies, that didn't last very long because the Twinkies did come back. So, of course, Rick makes like a fat joke. He's like, hey, grandfather, the only sh- shoe-in Hall of Fame that Tommy Lasorda is going to get is the Pasta Hall of Fame. It's like they're fat shaming. I don't even know what Tommy Lasorda looks like. Let me look at him. Look at him. Look him up. Oh God, I can't talk. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Tommy Lasorda. Oops. Here we go. Oh, Tommy Charles Lasorda, born twenty-seven, former Major League Baseball pitcher, coach, and manager, best known for his two decades at the helm of Los Angeles Dodgers. Twenty eighteen, he marked his 69th season in one capacity or another with the Brooklyn slash Los Angeles Dodgers. Inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame as a manager in nineteen ninety-seven. Since the death of Red Shudinist in June 2018, he has been the oldest living Hall of Famer. And he's still alive. He's 92. Batted left and threw left. MLB debut, August 5th, 1954, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Last MLB appearance, July 8th, 1956, for the Kansas City Athletics. 
Win loss 0-4, earn at run average 6.58, strikeouts 37, managerial record 1599 to 1439. I don't know what that is. Winning point. 426% as a player, Brooklyn Dodgers, Kansas City Athletics, as a manager, Los Angeles Dodgers, as a coach, Los Angeles Dodgers. So he was a manager in 76 to 96, coach 73 to 76, as a player, Brooklyn Dodgers 54 to 55, Kansas City Athletics 56. Career highlights and awards, two-time World Series champion 81 to 88, Two-time NL Manager of the Year, 83-88. Los Angeles Player Number 2 Retired. Induction in 97. Let's see. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds great. Does he have any kids that it went into? Oh, Tommy Jr. Cute. That's adorable. Oh, wow. Oh, that's... Tommy Jr. was known as Spunky in 91. Oh, he died of complications to AIDS. And Lasorda denied that his son was gay. According to sports writer Bill Platchke, he insists his son died of cancer. That is cruel and sad. That is just sad. Okay, let's move on from that. Well, now I learn more about Tommy Lasorda. I mean, the guy, the picture of the guy, I mean, he's clearly, you know, white-haired and, you know, older. Um, but he looks like a big guy, but don't, this is 1985 when apparently you could fat shame somebody and not get called out for it. So what's going to happen is grandfather mentions the rumor and Rick's like, well, I haven't heard of any rumor until now. So grandfather tells him, it's like, yeah, Hoover, whatever is going to deny it. The newspapers won't believe him. And then... Everyone's going to be going crazy looking for a Tommy Lasorda card. Of course, Rick is just kind of like, Grandfather, I don't understand this. And Grandfather's like, well, that's because you're not thinking. Grandpa is thinking in dollar signs. Rick is trying to look at this from a logical standpoint. His mind hasn't reached the dollar sign point yet. So basically, he says, let's see, let's investigate if Mother Nature has leapfrogged from your father to you. Endowed you with my genius for finance. I say Hammer does pretty good. But yeah, Grandfather is just like the types that buy a bunch of Twinkies before Hostess goes down and tries to sell them on eBay. Or he'll go and get, like, the new Nintendo Switch, get two of them. The company will, the stores will run out of them and there'll be a shortage. And he'll go and sell one on eBay to make money and sell it for a lot more than it's worth. So he... Ask Rick, what will this rumor, what will the effect be on base, these baseball cards? So they figure, you know, the masses are going to think, yeah, they'll think he's going to the Hall of Fame. They'll try to buy up the cards and realize there aren't any. So they'll let on that they have cards, almost like a sk ticket scalper situation, if you want to throw it in that regard. And they're going to be sitting on a pretty good chunk of shit. I think, honestly, this is going to blow up in their faces. Like I, I, I've said before, guys, I don't watch the episodes ahead of time. My guess is as good as yours. You probably know, if you watch the episodes while they aired, you probably know what's going to happen. I don't know. I think this is going to wind up not going in the direction that they want.
I love as he is just kind of prodding Rick, like, okay, the bloodline is going to uh, assert itself as Rick is, like, finally getting, like, the whole process. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he realizes it dollar signs in his eyes and does the creepy grandfather laugh that he's like, don't do that. But Rick can't help it. He's like, oh, money, money, money. Grandfather gets out of his chair because he's not crippled. And they they hug and I'm surprised they don't do a little happy dance right then and there. And now we're in the kitchen. Okay, so this is the fir- I think this is the first time I see Rick use that set of stories like come down. That's just so weird how they did that. Yeah, it must be he uh, wants to check the paper and all that good stuff. Just to, Oh, he probably wants to see the if there's an article about Tommy Lasorda in the Hall of Fame and the shortage of Tommy Lasorda baseball cards. Kate, is the paper here yet? Uh, it's on the chair. Oh. Morning, Rick. Oh, yeah. Hi, Kate. What would you like for breakfast? I don't care. Fine, you can have what your grandfather's having. A fresh... Lobster omelet. Ew. It's here, Kate. It's here. Listen to this. Listen. Oh Baseball oh commissioner Peter Ubroth refuses to confirm or deny the rumor that Tommy Lasorda will be voted into the Hall of Fame, leading to speculation that the Dodger Manor is going to be a surprise choice for the Cooperstown Shrine. Do you realize what this means, Kate? No. Oh, boy, I got to tell Grandfather. Well, tell your grandfather that Bob will be ready in 12 minutes. Sorry, Bob. Well, it turns out there is a article in the paper about the Uberoff neither denying or admitting that Tommy Lasorda is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And Rick's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so jazzed. And Kate's like, well, hi, Rick. And he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, hi, Kate. Um, look, do you know what this means? She's like, I don't know. Do you want breakfast? And he's like, nah, I don't know. I, I don't know what I want. And she's like, well, you could have what your grandfather's having, a lobster omelet. He's like, yeah, whatever. Um, I got to go show this to grandfather. And I'm like, how uh, Kate calls the lobster Bob. And this just kind of makes me think of season one. Remember, like, will you go home, Bob Danish? That guy? <laughs> Apparently, Edward is in the living room doing a yoga pose with his... He's doing the crisscross applesauce with the wrists on the knees. And he's got the, the, the fingers just like, oh... Um, you know, he, he, he's trying to either harness his chi or find inner peace because his grand, his father will just, it's taken its toll. Oh, you wanted to defend him to Kate now? Do you? <laughs> After all. <laughs> so I'm going to play this clip. But real quick before I play this clip, I looked up Tommy Lasorda and we got some stuff here. Um, one which is signed for $214 on eBay. No bids. Uh, 148, zero bids, 100, 1954, $100, pre-owned, no bids. Um, um, Dad, what are you doing? I never knew you were into that. Yeah. I wasn't. 
until my father moved in with us. Oh. I thought he was just there for a week. I'll get it. Well, there he is. What's hey, Alfonso, what's up? Nothing much. What? Why is your dad sitting on the floor? He's meditating. He's meditating. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was wondering if you had any Dodger cards you might want to get rid of. Oh, any Dodgers in particular? Not really. Duke Snyder. Uh, maybe Pee Wee Reese. Who? Tommy Lasorda. Oh, yeah. Who? Tommy Lasorda. Lasorda? Why would you want a Lasorda? Uh, I'm collecting left-handed Italian pitchers who became managers. Do you have any? Gee, I might have one here. Let me check. Hmm, Lasorda. Lasorda, Lasorda. No, I'm afraid you're out of... You're in luck. I have one. Uh -uh. <laughs> Great, how much? Uh, $15. $15? For Tommy Lasorda? Come on, we're pals. This is a valuable commodity. Yeah. All I've got is eight bucks. I'll take it. See for yourself. Here, you got a credit card. Okay. Take that. Toss the wallet in, and it's a deal. Excuse me? Can I have the picture of my mother? <laughs> okay. And here's your Lasorda. You know, you're lucky I could find the one card you needed to complete your collection. Yeah. Hey, listen. If you want any more, just let me know, okay? Basically, like, you're a jerk, Rick. We're buds. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> Stop <laughs> with the laugh. Ow, baby! Uh-huh, yeah. What does that Rick. seem like? Rick! <laughs> what was that all about? What? Dad, taking advantage of Alfonso that way. You've got it wrong, Dad. He was trying to take advantage of me, pretending he knew nothing about Lasorda. I mean, I was just exploiting market fluctuations. Exploiting yeah, market fluctuations? You sound like your grandfather. The bloodline is asserting itself. I've got to tell him our plan is working. Ooh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What plan is working? Get this. Grandfather, he started this rumor Lasorda's getting into the Hall of Fame. You admire that? Who wouldn't? I wouldn't! Hello? Oh, hi, Freddy. <laughs> you want to know if Rick has any Tommy Lasorda cards? Yeah. Take my advice, Freddy. Put your money in Swampland in Florida. So yeah, Rick comes in, sees Edward on the floor, crisscross applesauce, wrists on his knees, and he's like, Dad, what are you doing? And Edward's like, meditating, because he's, you know, he's in the zone and all that. And of course, it's like, why are you doing this? He's like, wow, Dad, I never knew you were into meditating. He's like, I wasn't. <laughs> so my father moved in with me. But it's like, has it been, I thought he was just going to be there for like a week. So Alfonso comes in, he's like, hey Rick, how's it going? Um, I was wondering if he had some baseball cards and he throws out a couple names. Well, he's looking for do any Dodger cards. I love how they're trying to be nonchalant about it. Like, oh, uh, any Dodgers in particular that you're looking for? And they're both kind of like, mm -hmm. 
avoiding eye contact. Like, they know, he knows why Alfonso's there, and Alfonso's like, he, Rick knows why I'm here. He, it's like he doesn't want to flat out come and say Tommy Lasorda, but they're kind of dancing around the issue. Duke Snyder, Pee Wee Reese, I'll toss a couple names out there, uh, and then he throws in Tommy Lasorda. And Rick, Rick's like, okay, I can kind of play along with this. So, Tommy Lasorda, really? Why the interest in him? <laughs> like, Rick is trying to suss out, like, I bet Alfonso read that article in the paper. A grin on Rick's face because he's facing away from Alfonso. It's just like, bingo. He plays dumb. Like, jokingly, oh, who? Who are you talking about? Tommy Lasorda, who's that? <laughs> and he finally turns to look at Alfonso, arms crossed, like, Tommy Lasorda? Why would you want him? Like, he's a loser. <laughs> Why would you want that player? Oh, Alfonso just is like, well, I'm collecting left-handed Italian pitchers that became managers. Like, yeah, right. Just say you read the article. Let's not dance around the Maypole anymore. So Rick, of course, is like, oh, well, let me see what I got. Um, sort of, sort of, sort of, oh, here we go. I just happen to have one here. He's got a whole basket full. He almost was going to say, sorry, I'm, I'm afraid you're out of, oh, here we go. And we cut to Edward, who, of course, his eyes have been closed while he was meditating. But uh, he's got an eye open, like, hmm, what's up? But he, he's been listening to this whole exchange, like, some things, yeah. So, Alfonso's like, great, how much do you want for it? And Rick's like, $15. And Alfonso's like, $15? I only have eight. He actually shows Rick the money in his wallet. So, Rick's like, hmm, well... How about this? You throw in the wallet, we'll call it a deal. Along with the eight bucks. And Alfonso's like, gee, can I have the picture of my mom back at least? And Rick's like, oh yeah, here you go. Now, when Rick says $15, Edward's eyes, like, both pop open. And he's like, okay, something's definitely going on here. Basically watching his son swindle his best friend out of a card that he knows is not worth $15. Of course, even Alfonso at first, like, $15? Are you serious? We're pals. We're buddies. Hook me up, man. Can you give me, like, the good, the best friend discount or something? <laughs> and of course, Rick's like, this is a valuable commodity. And Edward Mouse like, commodity? It's like, okay, yeah, we know who's been speaking in your ear, and it's grandfather. Because Rick, when no teenager uses the word commodity, I don't even think teenagers back in 85 even knew what commodity meant, let alone teenagers in 2020. <laughs> Rick, he takes a Velcro, Velcro wallet, because that's what was all in back in the 80s. Oh, look at wallet. It's like a black Velcro wallet with, like, light blue and black... Uh, checkered design on it. Make it red and black checkered and I'd take it. So Rick hands over the Tommy Lasorda card. He's like, you're lucky I had the one card that you could use to complete your collection. And even Alfonso's like, yeah, I bet. It's like, you're, what a jerk, man. It's like, I get it. It's like, Alfonso knows he's being ripped off, but he's like, he would think like, at least a, my best friend wouldn't do this to me, but apparently... Best friendship means nothing in the game of trading baseball cards and money, exchanging hands. So, Rick, of course, says, hey, if you want any more, let me know. And the look, 
that Alfonso gives him with the narrowed eyebrows, just like, dude, you got some nerve, man. I thought we were buddies. Like, you know I know you're ripping me off, right? Surprised he didn't tell Rick to go screw. So, now that Alfonso's gone, Edward is, like, trying to get out of this crisscross applesauce pose because he's probably been in it for a while so he's probably lost the blood flow to his legs and he's like okay I need to have a word with my son here in his mind he's thinking this because this is bogus I just watched my son become a ruthless card shark when it comes to the dealings and tradings and money exchanging hands of baseball cards I mean at first when Rick brought this up to Edward he's like oh yeah that'll be great my dad will love you know the fact that he's never been into baseball before and everything and the fact this card thing sounds great now Edward sees like a tiny version of his father standing before him and he doesn't like it which I don't think and I get it I, I, I see where, you know, his father's like, I can see where this uh, money-making opportunity, you know, for kind of skipped a generation. Because he sees that, you know, Edward, I mean, and Rick's got a heart too. But he's also an impressionable teenager who can easily be influenced by his grandfather. I mean, usually Rick can see through, like, this is wrong, I shouldn't be doing this. But... His grandfather plays on the fact that uh, Rick sees the dollar signs just like he does. Like, they are almost like we're cut from the same deck, you and I. And of course, after Alfonso leaves and shuts the door, we got Rick going, ha 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 Like, okay, that's, uh. <laughs> so, Edward calls it for what he sees like what is with that taking it uh, advantage of alfonso that way well, rick's like dad you got it all wrong alfonso was trying to take advantage of me pretending that he knew nothing about the tommy lasorda and the hall of fame thing it was ex what do you say exploding or ex what exploring exploring i can't tell i think that ricky schroeder still has a smidge of that lisp still there Market fluctuations. It's like, if I were over, I'd be like, who are you and what did you do with my 15-year-old son? Because that is not how my 15-year-old son talks. You are talking like your grandfather. He clearly has put ideas into your head and I don't like where this is headed. Because he needs to set Rick back on the straight and narrow and set him straight. Like, what you're doing is wrong. Well, exploiting market fluctuations got you. You got the exploit part down. Phew. Of course, at the mention of his grandfather, Rick's like, yes, the bloodline is asserting itself. Like, calm down. So he's like, oh my gosh, we gotta tell grandfather our plan is working. So he goes to head to the library because apparently that's where grandfather is. Yeah, and Edward's like, wait, get over here. What plan is working? What do you two cook up? This whole thing smells like your dad, like my dad. So Rick, I love how Rick is like looking around like shifty, like he's looking for any, any ears about like, okay, okay, look, grandfather started a rumor that Tommy Lasorda is being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And Edward is just like, and you admire that? Of course, Rick, like I said, all he sees, this boy sees his dollar signs. He's like, hey, who wouldn't? 
And Edward, of course, of course, calls after him like, I wouldn't. He's trying to teach his son about being respectful and everything. And I get it. Like, he's a teenager and stuff. You know, Rick is and everything like that. And it's just like, he's just trying to do right by his son. He knows his son's an impressionable teenager. But you get grandfather and Rick in the same room together. And, um... Chaos ensues, basically. So, the phone rings. Edward gets it. It's Freddy. And Edward's like, look, I think you'd be better buying a swamp in Florida. Just, you just chill on the Tommy Lasorda. It's it's a no-go. It's not a good deal, bud. Like, he's trying to, like, stop the, the train before it leaves the station. <laughs> so, Kate is still cooking Bob? Or has she gotten done with cooking Bob? Because Edward's gonna come in and kind of like talk to her and like discuss what's going on. Like, uh, my son and father here have cooked up a little scheme and I don't like where this is headed. In three days, my father has converted a generous, sensitive kid into a ruthless shark. And he's converted an enlightened woman executive into a fish wife. I am not gonna let him push me around anymore. Oh, does he like his prunes with the pits in or out? <laughs> out of in. Sure. And he prefers his lobster out of the shell. Yeah. <laughs> you realize we're talking about lobster shells and prune pits? He's making us both crazy. Look what he's doing to Rick. He's turning him into a clone of himself. There must be something we can do. You think you could talk to him? Yeah, could be really dangerous. Oh, you mean because of his blood pressure? No, because it might run me over. <laughs> so, Edward decides, like, hey, I gotta talk to my dad because he's taking a sweet, innocent teenager and turning him into a bloodthirsty cutthroat. And Kate, yeah, like, yeah, and he's turning me into, like, a fishwife. And she asks, like, does he like his prunes with the pits in or out? And I'd be like... If I were eating prunes, and that's a big if, because I think I had those as a kid, and they were nasty, I'd want the, the pits out of them. That's why I'm not a fan of peach, because you got that pit that you got to deal with. And as you're eating it, you're like, I'm going to hit the pit a bit eventually, and it's just like, ugh. Um, and apparently, Grandfather also likes to have his lobster out of the shell as well so she just hands it the lobster to him so now we get to the library and we got the doctor coming in to take grandfather's blood pressure see how it's doing i bet it's gonna be still in the red it's not gonna be good so yeah grandfather is bringing up the fact that uh rick let on that his dad knows about their whole little, as grandfather calls it, baseball card manipulation. So I'm going to play this clip. Well, Richard, you don't think your father appreciates the dynamics of our baseball card manipulation? Not that I noticed. I imagine I'll be hearing his views firsthand. Doctor, I'm glad you're here. I have something to say to my father, and it just may upset him. Is he well enough to handle it? What is he saying? <laughs> Don't fall for the old man routine, but it's probably best I stay close by. Quack! <laughs> I'll say this as gently as I can. Father, you are corrupting my son with your immoral business practices. I think I hear my beeper. 
Stay. Edward, what are you talking about? Oh, and you know what I'm talking about. You're turning Rick into some kind of robber baron. You mean like J.P. Morgan and Vanderbilt? Who? He's actually flattered. And you think my loathsome morals are contagious, huh? Yes. How come you never got them? Well, let's just say I was lucky enough to find my own way. Don't you think Rick is capable of finding his own way? This is very strange. What's wrong? Well, when Mr. Stratton gets excited, his blood pressure actually goes down. Oh, God. Would you please keep arguing? I'd be delighted. Why? Well, I want you to quit teaching Rick your dirty tricks. Merely trying to pass on my hard-earned knowledge. It's amazing. His blood pressure is going down. And Dad's is going up. <laughs> the man must thrive on stress. Mr. Stratton, my advice to you is to go back to work immediately. Really? Bless you, doctor. Yes, get it out of there. Have you ever seen this before, doctor? No. This is going to make a terrific article. Yeah. American Journal of Witch Doctors. Yeah. Keep that bile flowing. Yeah. Son. Son. Please give an old man the satisfaction of sharing his wisdom with his only grandson. He's very good. <laughs> Father, I'm not going to stand here and let you teach Rick to cheat his friends. Come in. Hi. Hi, Alfonso. Remember what you said about getting some more Lasorda cards? Well, I have some friends who might be interested. Uh, these friends, they have cash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a time to sow and a time to reap. Oh, yeah. Starts getting biblical. Watch out. Welcome, dry. Rick. Yeah. Up to you. Alfonso. My grandfather and I we set this whole thing up. We bought all those sort of cars and we spread rumors so people would want one. Listen, here's your wallet back. All right. I got my wallet back and sold a car for fifteen dollars. I made a profit of seven dollars. Please get in touch with me when you graduate, young man. Uh-oh. I'll get that. Why is the credits coming up? The episode's still playing. Who is it? People that are gonna... Oh, I bet it's the Tommy Lasorda guy. Hi, kid. Hey! Hello. You're Tommy Ooh. Lasorda. I know that. <laughs> Selling Dodger cookies? No, I heard you wanted to buy some of my old baseball cards. And my mother put a few away for me in the garage. There must be hundreds of them. Wow! I'll take ten. Uh, Mr. Lasorda, by flooding the market with these old cards of yours, you've entirely eliminated the value of our collection. Yeah, but have you heard the good news? I'm a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Edward does come in... He cuts right to the chase. Like, look, Father, I want you to stop manipulating, corrupting my son, please. We don't need another mini you around here. One is more than I can handle. Oh, yeah, and Edward's like, oh, Doctor, good thing you're here because I have something to say to my father that's going to clearly upset him. You need to be on hand just to monitor since he's already got the cuff around Grandfather's arm anyway. 
turns out, and this is the craziest thing, shouting and arguing actually is lowering grandfather's blood pressure. How cray is that? And the doctor is like, okay, you know what? I think it's best that you go back to work. And of course, Edward's like, hallelujah, thank you. Yes, go to work. Get out of my house. Yes, immoral business practices. Of course, grandfather plays dumb. Like, oh, Edward, what are you talking about? And Edward says, you turning my son into a little Robert Baron? I don't know who that is. And Rick's like, oh, you mean J.P. Morgan? Vanderbilt, okay. But of course, Rick is flattered at this. He likes this. Like, ooh, I could be the next uh, multimillionaire. And Grandfather's like, oh, you think my uh, loathsome morals are contagious? Like, clearly, yeah. Well, I just watched uh, him practically shake down his best friend for $15 on a Tommy Lasorda card, of course. So, Grandfather's like, well, yeah, um, Edward, how come you never got this ability? Edward kind of defends this, like, well, I was lucky enough to find my own way. And his, I mean, Grandfather's like, well, how do you know that Rick isn't trying to do that? Dude, you put the idea on his head. Then again, I think back to when, um, I can't even remember what the episode was. But Derek was still around, so I think it was season two. It was where Rick was, like, using his computer to make bets with a bookie. And just it kind of got way out of hand. So Edward puts his foot down and says, Father, I want you to stop teaching Rick your dirty tricks. And Grandfather just chucks it up to being his hard-earned knowledge. I just want to pass that on to my only grandson. And the doctor's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. His blood pressure is going down. And Rick's like, yeah, and Dad's is going up. <laughs> well, I mean, they are from the same bloodline. I would be careful. You don't want to have a stroke at 40. So yeah, Grandfather's just trying to guilt Edward. Like, I just want to pass on my wisdom to my only grandson. Because apparently Rick and Kate don't have a kid of their own to, to be like the next generation of Strattons. And Edward's like, yeah, I'm not going to let Rick cheat his friends, okay? I already watched it happen once. So Alfonso comes in. And Rick finally realizes, like, hey, Alfonso, I'm sorry I cheated you. I made you think. We Grandfather and I cooked this whole thing up. We set up making up a rumor about Tommy Lasorda entering uh, Hall of Fame, which is untrue. And Alfonso says that he's got a bunch of buddies that also want to get some Lasorda cards. And that's where Rick jumps in and is like, here, here's your wallet, your $8.00. I love how Grandfather jumps in. It's like, oh, these friends of yours, they have cash? <laughs> and of course, Grandfather's just rubbing his hands greedily. Like, oh, yeah. There's a time to sow and there's a time to reap. And Edward's like, okay, Rick, when your grandfather starts quoting biblical passages, I think it's safe to say you need to step back. He's gone too far. He's gone off the deep end. Well, Edward kind of looks at Rick like, son, you know what you need to do here. And then Rick's like, yeah, you're right, Dad, I do. Like, here you go, Alfonso, here's your $8, here's your wallet back. Oh, so Alfonso sold a card for 15 bucks. He's, he says that he made a profit of eight or of $7. I like how Grandfather's like, please get in touch with me when you graduate. So now they head out. There's a knock at the door. 
It's like, it's Tommy Lasorda, and I guess his mom, like, has, a like, over a hundred Tommy Lasorda cards, like, that was in her basement or attic or whatever. And he's got, it's a big, like, cardboard box filled with them. And Alfonso is like, ooh, I'll take ten of them. <laughs> Even Tommy Lasorda, well, Grandfather's like, um, you're kind of messing up our whole thing here. And Tommy Lasorda's like, yeah, I heard that I'm going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Ha <laughs> he's heard the rumor, too. So it's like, he's trying to get in on that money, too. Like, hey, you want me to autograph the card for you, too? I can do that. <laughs> I don't like this. How when they come out of the library, the credits are coming up. It's like the episode's still going. Hold your roll. Slow your roll on the credits. We don't need to see them just yet. Just calm down. We know you want to get your names out there, but just slow yourself. We know who wrote the episodes. We can look it up on IMDb. I mean, granted, in 1985, IMDb was nothing, so you couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I just, now that I look at this guy and what I read on Wikipedia, whether or not it's even true with the whole thing of, you know, his, his son passing away from AIDS and then him denying that his son was gay and that he saying he died of cancer or something. I don't know. It's just like, what? I just, I don't like him. This just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Granted, this happened, you know, that this whole, you know, after the show and everything, because this was in the 80s, and I'm sure that happened later with his son, but it's just like, I don't like this guy. He just comes off as a, a, a creeper, a jerk. Alright, so that was the episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I, like I said when I was covering this, while I was covering this episode, I was surprised about this. I know last week I'm like, oh no, this episode just sounds stupid. I'm not gonna like it. But I liked it because I had a good lesson to it. So the train rating for this episode, I think I'm going to give it a f Hmm. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Five being Tommy Sor Lasorda's appearance. I mean, if I hadn't read that up on Tommy Lasorda during this episode, I probably, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. Would have changed the rating. But um, what I did like is I like... I, I, I kind of like, as ruthless as it was, I kind of liked the whole them getting into the base bar, baseball card thing. The, the scheme, um... I liked uh, Edward and Kate kind of arguing and fighting over, like, my parents better than your parent type of thing. I liked, um, I liked Grandfather in the wheelchair. I thought that was kind of funny as he was, like, trying to run over Edward and how he's, like, it was spinning out of control, the wheelchair was and everything. And the fact that the Edward was meditating was funny. Um, and just you know, seeing Ricky being so ruthless. Ricky, I call him Ricky. <laughs> I haven't done that in a bit. Uh, seeing Rick kind of swindle Alfonso was just like, eh, that's just, but um, just the fact that he would even go to that links was something. And then learning that grandfather arguing with his son actually lowers his blood pressure. Of course, you know, Rick making the right decision and giving Alfonso his wallet and his money back and just saying, you know, it was a scam that we set up making you think Tommy Lasorda's card was worth anything. 
So definitely the silver spoonful of this episode is, come on, don't cheat your friends like that. I know people, they want to get rich quick. They come up with these schemes. You're only going to end up hurting yourself and other people. So just don't do it. Just, just be honest. Don't say something's worth more than it is just to get more money. That's just, that's cruel. Don't take a sh- uh, an item that's high in demand and take advantage of a shortage and throw something on eBay in hopes that you're going to get a crap ton of money. Just, like, don't bilk people out of money. Don't take advantage of them. That's cruel. You wouldn't want someone to do that to you. So next week, you know, as much as I say, you know, I, I like this this episode and stuff like that and it surprised me i'm kind of wondering if this next episode is gonna be a surprise too like i'll end up liking it uh season four episode six entitled the trouble with harry not the orangutan from season one whose name was poppy i think it was poppy um but this one aired on november 3rd 1985 kate's uncle harry overstays his welcome at the stratton's and even pretends to own the house to impress his old rival now this guy ray waltson has been in i remember he was in um house arrest he played like a retired police officer and uh he's been he's been in a slew of other things yeah i'm definitely looking forward to that episode that being said everyone enjoy the episode and i will be back next week with the trouble with harry bye bye everybody Together.